we need to have the conversation. So if we're saying something and being wrong, everyone's saying that they want to educate people or they want to talk about it. But then when you say something that's not exactly what they want you to say, then it's a problem. And then it's like everyone's educating everyone in this weird way to say the same exact thing. And Mm -hmm. it's just really hard to see the lack of actual conversation about topics and issues that matter. Mm -hmm. And then the lack of tolerance in what is perceived to be a tolerant community for people that don't think like Mm -hmm. them. Like I find that sometimes these communities are just creating these like echo chambers of we all say the same thing, do the same thing and feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And they're acting like they're tolerant, but they're actually not tolerant. I think both Mm -hmm. sides actually really do this. They claim tolerance, but don't have it. In the past, you know, year, it's like, or I guess going through the, the position of being canceled, like how did you heal yourself or how did you really feel the feelings or what was your process for that? Because it's really, it's a nervous system. It fucks you up. Oh God, it was, it was pretty bad. I like, I remember talking on the phone to one of my friends, like bawling, crying because I was like, I feel so humiliated. I feel exposed. I feel vulnerable, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, like I allowed myself to have those feelings and that's what allowed me to heal from it. Because again, like the universe and my experience puts those types of positions in our, or those types of situations, I just (laughs) in our lives. So we can heal that trauma that's underneath. It wasn't about me being canceled. It was about my fear of rejection that has been in my life since I was like literally out of the womb. And so that's what it was about. And I had to experience being rejected in order to get over the fear of that rejection. Mm. Like I tell the women that I work with, oftentimes I get women that want to sign up for my programs, but they're really afraid to commit with the finances. And I'm like, you know how you get over the fear of like money? You spend money, you invest in something. Mm -hmm. Like you have to go in to what scares you. I think it's a quote by Joseph Campbell, I think is his name. It says, the cave in which you fear to enter holds the treasure in which you seek. I'm sure you guys have heard it. And it's so true. And Rumi says, the wound is where the light enters you, you know? And so we have to have those experiences in order to transmute that trauma. And that's exactly what happened for me. Like, of course, I still deal with the fear of rejection a little bit. And it's like not as bad anymore. It's not as intense because I'm like, I experienced that and I survived. And actually, I like feel a lot more free because of it. You know, oftentimes like our our trauma, having to go back and re-experience it is actually what frees us from it. Yes. Yeah. In one of your posts, you said, you don't need more information. You need to feel. And so I'd love to like... Mm kind of go a little bit deeper on that for for not only you personally but like the collective i feel like we are like we need more we we need the information the facts the this the that like yes. the obsession with like getting more information yet we're like not feeling what is driving us to seek more information yes you know totally totally can you speak yeah. to that a little bit Oh God, yes. Um, this is so relevant in my life right now because I'm like a book hoarder. I like I'm obviously a poet and I read a lot and I love buying books and all like I have so many freaking self-development, like excuse me, personal or spiritual, like personal development books. And I haven't even like read like I've probably read like two of them out of like 150. (laughs) 
Because there's an addiction that we have to seeking outside of us for the answer, quote unquote. We think that if we buy this book, this will give us all the answers to all of our questions and all of our problems. And it's just not the case. You know, and it's the same thing that we do in our medical systems. We think a doctor is going to give us the answer. Or we, th- we do the same thing with love. We think this partner or this house or whatever is going to be the thing that fixes us. And while like the spiritual personal development community has done a lot of good, I have even found for myself, it's starting to do me more harm because we can only consume so much. You know, our brain is not meant to be like just completely information constantly. And when it is, like I said in my post, escape those feelings. And the feeling is where the wisdom is. You know, that's where we find our creativity. That's where we find essentially the answers, even though there really are none. Um, that's where we just create an intimate relationships with a relationship with ourselves. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are really afraid to go into because we don't, we're not taught how to be with ourselves. We're taught how to consume. We're taught how to consume information. We're taught how to consume clothes. We're taught how to consume media, propaganda, et cetera. It goes on and on and on, all to escape us from ourselves. And so, yeah, I mean, information is not necessarily a bad thing and it can be become too much when we're using it as another form of escapism, you know, and it can be a little more dangerous because we think. Um, dangerous for lack of better words, not that it's like going to kill you or anything like that. I mean, maybe spiritually, but yeah, information is not necessarily bad. And it's definitely used as a tool of escapism for a lot of people, including myself. Like I really have to check myself with that as well. Yeah, it is. I went through a period where I was just like deep on all of it. And Alan Watts, who's one of my favorites says that you can't um, try and fix your life so much that you don't end up living it. Yeah. And it is one of those things in the self-development space where it's like, man, there's a lot of books saying a lot of things. A lot of them are saying the same thing in different ways. And when you go on Instagram, it's like, there's how many graphics and how many photos and how many captions and all these things with a lot of information that you could spend your lifetime learning. <laughs> you know, that's what I've noticed too. It's like people are sharing the graphics, but people aren't actually like, reading or understanding what it is because there's a lifetime of learning oftentimes in like one graphic or like totally. one quote. It's like, if the graphic says, you know, look to your past wounds for understanding your trauma. It's like, that's a whole lifetime of work. <laughs> and we're just kind of like consuming and letting it really be in our mind and not feeling it in our body. Um, and I think you're such a good example of that embodiment, like feeling it in in your body. And how would you say, like for anyone listening that wants to feel more and wants to like experience it more, what would you suggest that they do? Yeah. Get off your phone. Honestly, like get off your phone, go be outside, go be with yourself. And like, that's way easier said than done. Or you think actually, you probably think that's like, oh, that's easy. I can do that. And then actually go try, like literally go sit out in the woods, (laughs) go to the beach by yourself without your phone, without music and tell me how it is because that shit is hard. And that is how I have um, come to create this intimate relationship with myself. Is like literally removing any external stimuli minus like nature and my surroundings and going and listening to my thoughts. And 
Also, dance is a huge practice for me. Um, dancing has like completely changed my life, and I'm not a trained dancer or anything like that. But just like intuitive movement, allowing myself to like tell stories of whatever it is that I'm experiencing through my body has been one of the most healing things ever. And so that's another really good practice for feeling is is movement and dance. And I teach yoga as well, and I incorporate some of the somatic movement in my yoga classes. So I would say like literally put your phone away, like throw it in the fucking drawer and go outside and be in nature, like sit in the sun and then also start dancing. Like dancing is really, really powerful. Can you talk more about the dancing piece? Like I've experienced that. I haven't made it a... I feel like I do it when I need it instead of a daily yeah. practice, you know what I mean? But I would love to just kind of describe what's happening like somatically in the body when you are intuitively moving like that and especially to music because I felt it, but I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, totally. For me, so there's, I mean, a, a nerve called your vagus nerve that um, is the longest nerve in your body. And dancing is a really, really wonderful way to regulate that. And when we're in like repetitive states of trauma or we're when, when we're like too much in our sympathetic nervous system, that like fight or flight, our vagus tone gets out of, um, it gets like out of tune. And so I like to think of our body like instruments. Right. And so that's why I also do a lot of like chanting and singing to kind of tune my instrument back to that frequency of love. And so this is like more of a like spiritual esoteric uh, way I see dancing, I guess, but it really is a way to attune your body to whatever frequency that you're wanting to embody, Mm -hmm. you know, because in like getting notifications all the time and we're not sitting with ourselves, our body is out of tune. And that's why a lot of us feel stressed. That's why a lot of us feel depressed. That's why a lot of us are in these like repetitive states of suffering is because we're out of alignment. We're not in tune. And so dancing, again, with the chanting and singing and spending time outside in nature and really being with yourself is a really wonderful way to kind of harmonize your frequency back to like whatever note it is that you're wishing to embody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.